I'm Jack Draper. Shout out to Quality Shot Tennis. Hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. It's another preview and prediction video for the Miami Open ATP side. And it's Yannick Sinner versus Daniel Medvedev for the finale, for the final of the Sunshine Double. It's going to be concluded after this match. Indian Wells has done Alcaraz beating Medvedev. And guess what? Medvedev's in the final again, playing Yannick Sinner this time. His fifth straight final, a record as well to boot. Yannick Sinner has just beaten Carlos Alcaraz in the semifinals in a fantastic match. Daniel Medvedev beating Hatchinov in three sets as well. So it's going to be a very interesting match given that Medvedev has a 5-0 head-to-head record against Sinner. But Sinner comes into this arguably the player with the most confidence and in form, you would say, uh, going into this final, in my opinion anyway. Before we get into it, remember to that like button, do subscribe if you're new, and also do leave a rating or review if you're listening on a podcast platform. Over 80% of you are still not subscribed, so do hit that subscribe button if you don't mind. Read us, help us out to grow. Just means you get alerted to all the new videos as well. Free, quick, easy, doesn't cost you anything, I promise. The big red button. Uh, and do like the video, share it as well with anyone that you think might enjoy it. Okay, let's get into it then. So, Yannick Sinner versus Daniel Medvedev, the number 10 seed versus number 4 seed. Now, as I said, the head-to-head is 5-0. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a quick look at um, a brief look anyway at their previous matches uh, and just go through them. Then we're going to look at their form in terms of uh, who they've played and how they've looked this week. And then I'll actually bring up a Tennis Insights a little profile for both players. And you'll see uh, it's a metric uh, with different categories. And we'll go through it briefly as well. And then ultimately, I'll give you guys my prediction as always. Okay, so you can see here 5-0 head-to-head record with Medvedev and early doors here, TNNS is giving uh, 50, well, same Medvedev, but 50-50 basically is a predictor they're saying. So they're, they're seeing on the fence. People that have voted on the site have given 65% to Sinner, 35% Medvedev. So let's look at the head-to-head and the previous matches between the two. So... They've actually played not too long ago in February, and Yannick Sinner lost to Daniel Medvedev at 5-7-6-2-6-2. So took the first set, but then struggled after. Uh, he also lost in Vienna as well, the quarterfinals last year in October, 6-4-6-2, and also lost in the ATP Tour final. Now, this was an interesting one because Medvedev bailed him in the first set, but then after that, he won the second set tiebreaker, and then there was a third set tiebreaker. He didn't manage to win it, so lost in three sets. Very tight match there. ATP Marseille, Medvedev beat him again there, straight sets, and then three sets in Marseille again, um, which was in 2020, so uh, the previous year. Interesting. It's interesting because they've only played each other twice in the last two years. This year they played each other once. It was a three-setter. There's been, what, three three-setters out of five? And I feel like it could be Sinner's chance to start to chip away at that head-to-head, but we'll see. Year-to-date win to loss, you can see 18-4 and four, Sinner, 28-3 and three, Medvedev. He's been in fantastic form, of course, winning three titles. Uh, let's then talk about their form and how they've looked this week quickly. Uh, so, Carlos Alcaraz against Sinner, I mean, a fantastic match for Sinner to win, and Alcaraz has been uh, you know, he was the informed player going into this tournament. So for Sinner to beat him was a really, really, really good effort, um, you have to say. And uh, he played some phenomenal tennis, including arguably one of the points of the year as well. He also beat Rusevori in straight sets, Rublev in straights, Dimitrov in straight sets as well, and Zier. So 
only dropped the one set, which was against Carlos Alcaraz at tiebreaker in the first set. For Medvedev, he has had a slightly easier route, you'd say. Beat Hatchrom in three sets, Eubanks in straights, Hallis in straights as well. Molcan was a walkover, Carabas Bayana in straight sets as well. So actually, let's be honest, it's it's a it's a much easier run to the final. But you look, he's earned that given how well he's been playing the last few weeks. So then let's have a quick look at their insights and how they've been playing. So let me just share my screen so you guys can see it. Right, so hopefully you can see it. If not, I'll go through it anyway. So Sinner, playing style, attacking baseline. I think we can probably agree with that. Playing style for Medvedev is big serving and solid baseliner. Probably agree with that as well, though he's been a bit more attacking recently, hasn't he? Uh, if if you are interested in uh, some analysis on how Medvedev's evolved his game in the last couple of months and why he's had success, do check out my video on the channel uh, where I discuss Medvedev and how he's tweaked his game, especially on his forehand, to have more success. Right, so let's have a look through this. So let's start with serve qualities. So that's a metric out of 10. The tour average is 7.5. Sinner is at 7.6. Now, this is the Miami Open average, so how well they play throughout this, this week uh, or week and a half. Eight for Medvedev, so he tops that and uh, edges Sinner in that category. However, return quality now, Medvedev is arguably one of the best returners on tour, and the stats back that up. Return quality of 6.5 is the average, 7.7 for Medvedev, but Sinner is even better at 8.1. <clears throat> so, if you actually tally it up, right, 7.6, 8.1, that's 15.7, a total of serve and return quality metric, 15.7 out of 20, for Medvedev, it's actually 15.7 as well. So you could argue that the serve-return dynamic is very even. And we'll talk about that a bit more in detail after we've gone through this um, from a more tactical standpoint. Forehand quality, 7.2 is the average. 8.3 for Sinner, 7.7 for Medvedev. So Sinner edges that as well. And also edges the backhand quality. Average is 7. 8.1 is Sinner's uh, mark or score this week so far 7.9 for Medvedev so 16.4 out of 20 in the uh, let's say forehand and backhand categories overall and uh, a 19.6 for oh sorry a 15.6 for Medvedev uh, so you know a bit less uh, and so you're saying well forehand and backhand as the rallies develop is Sinner going to potentially be the one bossing it Maybe. We'll talk about that. Still percentage is interesting, though. So 32% for... Uh, well, 32% is a tour average. 37% for Sinner, so he's above that as well. But 42% for Medvedev, which is, uh, I mean, incredibly high. So that means points which he is not expected to win. So points where he's probably on the defensive or, uh, you know, he, I guess, statistically should lose. Uh, he's been winning 42% of those points. Baseline battle. So how many percentage of points they've been winning from the baseline? 50% is a tour average, which is not a surprise. 58% for Sinner, 57% for Medvedev. Much the much, there's not really much in it. Conversion. So um, 
is uh, the tour average, 67% for Sin, actually slightly below, 77% for Medvedev. And in attack, so how many of the points percentage-wise are they attacking in the rallies? 22% is a tour average. Now, interestingly, you might think that Sinner would be higher than Medvedev, but in fact, and this is probably plays into the style, uh, the tweaks that Medvedev has made in his game recently, Medvedev is actually at a 26 point, it's 26%. Sinner is only at 23%. So, interesting. Uh, you wouldn't expect that, right? You would expect Medvedev to be the one who is more defensive and Sinner to be the one on the front foot. But that's not what this metric is telling us. So that's very intriguing. Very, very intriguing, to say the least. Um, but that will play into our into our analysis as well as we break it down more strategically. So how does it play out then? So I'm going to ignore the, the last five matches. And the reason why is because Medvedev is a different player, I think, since that... that well, actually, Rotterdam, he won. Um, so, But it's an indoor tournament, different conditions, a lot quicker. This is a, slight, it's a slower surface, quicker than Indian Wells, but slower than Rotterdam. Um, not indoors as well, so the serving conditions aren't as ideal as well. So that's more of an advantage for Sinner, obviously, because he's not as big a server as Medvedev. So how does it play out? So I think in the past, one of the biggest issues, and I actually talked about this in the Sinner-Alcaraz match, and I think I'm going to have to talk about it here as well, and not to uh, repeat myself, but... <clears throat> excuse me. Yannick Sinner has one of the best two-handers on tour, right? And I think when I talked about it before, I said it was Djokovic, Medvedev. If we're talking about the best five. Djokovic, Medvedev, in no particular order, by the way. Sinner, Runa, and Zverev. Those are the five, for me, that have the best two-handed backhands on tour. Now, against anyone else, Sinner is winning the majority of those ad court exchanges. Now, Alcaraz had some success at the US Open last year, of course, which is why he ended up winning. However, he started getting the better of those exchanges. I don't want to say dominate, but he started getting the better of those exchanges in the most recent semifinal against Carlos. And that, to me, is a really positive sign because it shows that he's hitting the backhand really, really cleanly um, with a lot of depth, a lot of pace, a lot of angle as well when he can. And he's gaining a little bit more variation on that side as well. He's also willing to go line earlier as well, which is good, which is a positive thing. Now, I think in the past, though, the issue that he would have had against Medvedev is Medvedev can, one, he can stick with Sinner in the backhand to backhand, which makes it very hard for Sinner to dominate that exchange, of course. And it is a tug of war. And two, he hits the ball so flat especially on the backhand side. Now, on the forehand side, and we'll talk about that in a second, Medvedev has a bit more variation. Um, you, you might get different looks, but on the backhand side, it's almost like a, a shovel. And it's actually quite similar to Nick Kyrgios's backhand. Um, the actual technique, I think, is very different from what I know, but in terms of the end product, very similar. Very, very similar. Both hit so low over the net, and it's almost a deflecting backhand. Sinner doesn't like taking the ball at ankle height. I mean, who likes taking the ball at ankle height? I, I don't think there's many players that do. And he's not got the best slice, I would say, Yannick Sinner. It's not terrible, but it's not the best. 
It's serviceable. Now, if I was Yannick Sinner, I'd probably be utilizing the backhand slice a bit more than I have done against, say, Alcaraz, because you're going to be getting more balls into his backhand anyway that are ankle high. If he can run around and hit his forehand, which is massive, by the way, uh, very underrated. I don't think people realize how good his forehand is, Yannick Sinner's. And try and hit and almost take a leaf out of Carlos Alcaraz's book and have fantastic movement around the backhand and hit into out or into in forehands. That might also be a good option. But he's got to make sure he doesn't get stuck as well, right? As in the sense that he doesn't either get stuck in the backhand to backhand or he is trying to run around backhands and he gets kind of stuck into an awkward position on the forehand where it's not. It's not good enough, and then there's a there's a lot of open court for Medvedev to aim at. Now, what Sinner might think, though, and I guess that's what Alcaraz would have thought against Sinner and against most players nowadays, is that I'm quick enough to recover to the forehand side. So if I go into my forehand big into Medvedev's forehand, yes, he's probably going to go cross court, but I'm going to back myself to get there. And Sinner has, and I've said it in the past, a top five running forehand on tour. So the backhand to backhand is going to be a real battle and a war, and that to me is like that could be where the match is won or lost. Honestly, uh, like genuinely, I think it's just it's such a real key area. I think in this match because the serve return dynamic, you know, we were just talking about it. Sin is a better return than Medvedev, and I think the stats back that up as well from what we saw in terms of the tennis insights. Serving wise, we know Medvedev hits his spots better for the most part, and he'll hit more aces, hit more returnables. Um, he has better variation on the first serve as well his second serve though very attackable now Sinner attacked the Carlos Alcaraz second serve if he does that against Medvedev he will have success similarly I don't really I think Medvedev has been a bit more attacking from the back of the court in returns though he's still not too attacking on the second serve return that might give Sinner a bit of breathing space he, it, he won't be aggressive like Alcaraz was and then I think Sinner needs to really step on step on the gas. I think he needs to be proactive with that one plus shot after Medvedev goes deep down the middle, most likely on the second serve return. And he needs to be he needs to be sharp and make sure that he's getting Medvedev into an uncomfortable position straight away in those return points and uh, fends him off. He doesn't want to be having a lot of love 30, love 40 games where he's having to battle really hard. No one does anyway, but I think Sinner needs to be sh- extremely careful against Medvedev because he's not going to miss many returns most likely, um, but he won't hurt him aggressively from the back of the court on the returns though either because he stands so far back. The only time when he might hurt him, and now we're talking of course about serve return, I make, is if Sinner wants to come and serve volley, which he might do, which of course is a tactic that a lot of people use against Medvedev, they serve out wide, come forward. Medvedev, like Sinner has to then hit his spot because if he doesn't hit his spots there, Medvedev tends to hit a really low return on the forehand or backhand side. That makes the, the volley really, really awkward. Um, if he's not rushed, that is, and he's not stretched out enough. Um, so that's something to bear in mind. And I don't think he should be approaching the net down the tee as well. I think that's just that's just asking to get passed. And Medvedev is a very good uh, player when it comes to passing shots. So that's serve return, serve return dynamic. We've touched upon the backhand to backhand a little bit as well. Uh, so let's talk about the forehand to forehand dynamic. Now, Sinner, this is where Sinner needs to try and veer this match towards, I think. Because despite Medvedev's forehand being a lot more offensive 
and I think it's able now to hurt people more. He still does make mistakes on that side. It's still not as good, I don't think, as a Yannick Sinner forehand or a Carlos Alcaraz forehand or a Sispas forehand or a Djokovic forehand. I still think it's it's a lot better than it was, but I still don't think it's as good as those guys. The one thing that he had in the past, though, is that he wouldn't miss too often unless he was really, really pushed and stretched on that side. Uh, and then he'd make more errors on it than he would his backhand side. Now he's starting to make a few more errors, but also hit a few more winners as well. And I think that plays into Sinner's hands. This more attacking brand of tennis that Movido is going to be playing, I think actually is an advantage to Sinner because I don't think the points are going to be as long as they've been in the previous matches that they played. I think Sinner would, was getting frustrated. He was making errors. I think the points will try... Like Movido will try to shorten the points a little bit, a little bit more as well than he did in the past. And for Sinner, that's a good thing because he wants to play against someone who... Um, isn't grinding all the time. And I feel like he does get frustrated and tries to go for too much uh, in moments and it can hurt him. So I think it's a real opportunity for Sinner this match. I genuinely do to try and turn it around this head to head and at least get one back on Medvedev anyway, because I just think the style that Medvedev is employing generally is a positive thing for him going forward. But I actually think against Sinner, I think Sinner would prefer this. Now, if Medvedev goes back to type, which he could do, um, especially if he's losing by playing the solid tennis and then starts to become, you know, just solely a backboard, then potentially it could get more tricky for Sinner, I think, if I'm being honest with you. I actually think it could be, get more tricky. Uh, but if I'm Sinner, I'm trying to come forward as well, be proactive, come to the net, just really make Medvedev feel like the court is small. Now, if you're Medvedev, you're thinking, well, I'm playing some good tennis. Okay, Sinner's got a really good running forehand, fine. So I might not necessarily hit with a huge amount of angle, but unless I know I'm going to hit a winner, or really I, I know for sure that he's not going to be able to hit an incredible running forehand or backhand. So what I'm going to do then is I'm going to go hard and deep down the middle at times uh, and really just force Sinner back. Now, Movidev has tried to employ the drop shot at times, and I think it's a good tactic to utilize. It's not the best drop shot, but it's something that I think he should use at times, especially on his serve when he's pushing players back. And with the one-plus shot, he's been more aggressive on that strike, which is a good sign, as I said, um, generally speaking. And then he can play the drop shot. For Sinner, I think he has to employ some type of net game, some type of drop shot tactic at times as well, vary it up. Um, you know, we, I think if I was him, I would look at how Carlos Alcaraz beat Medvedev at Indian Wells and say, well, hold on, I've just beaten Alcaraz. I, there's a couple of things that Alcaraz can do a little bit better than me, fine. But there's also a few things that I can do better than him. So let me just adapt a little bit the way that he played against Medvedev to my game and employ that. And I think that's really what he needs to do because I don't think Medvedev played particularly badly. He just was completely outclassed. And if Sinner plays his highest level of tennis, I think we could see a similar story, in honesty. Um, I think the only thing, really, and I think needs to be catered in, is, well, there's two things, is one, mentally, how much has this head-to-head, or will this head-to-head have an effect on Sinner, especially if he, say, goes a breakdown early, and two, or in the crunch moments as well, and two, the conditions as well. So they're probably going to be, it's going to be relatively early, if I'm not mistaken, in Miami, 
So it's going to be hot, humid conditions, from what I know. That means it's going to be arguably a little bit bouncier, a little bit slower potentially than the evening conditions, which actually I think suits Sinner. Uh, because if you were to say who's the better clay court play and who plays in better, slower conditions, you'd say Yannick Sinner. So I, I've talked a lot and, and you can probably tell that I'm leaning towards Yannick Sinner and, and that is what I'm leaning towards at the moment because I just think not just because he's been Alcaraz, that, that is definitely a confidence booster for Sinner, but I think the new style that Movido's playing, plus the fact that the conditions, I think, will suit Sinner more, plus the fact that I think he has to turn around the head-to-head at some point. Uh, in addition to kind of the players that he's been playing, I think it's time for him to, to win. So I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to three sets, but I do find it hard to see where Medvedev wins. The only way that I can see Medvedev winning, maybe, is if he serves incredibly well. Like, incredibly well. And then he's going through, you know, those periods where he's serving 40, 50 second games and then putting pressure on Sinner straight away to serve again. Um, And he's getting big inroads into that. And then that's how he could potentially break it down. And he does have matches where he does that and it becomes almost suffocating for the opponent. So Sinner's going to have to try and avoid that. But his returning, as I said, is very, very, very good. So I think he should be okay. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, who do you think is going to win? I'm going to go for Sinner in... I'm actually going to go Sinner in straight sets, you know. Two tight sets, but I think straight sets. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Though. I think I could be pretty ambitious and I, I don't think the 50-50 predictor is too far off I just think momentum wise as I said conditions and everything else I think the ball really is in Sinner's court if he keeps up at his level that we've seen he should win uh, let me know your thoughts on who you think is going to win and why and whether you agree or not thank you very much guys stay safe and well remember to that like button and subscribe and we'll see you on the next video